0: Welcome back to Teaching the Unteachables, where we dive into teaching and learning methodologies for professionals like you. This recording is from a portion of episode 73 of Did You Know the ESCO HVAC Show. Learn more at escogroup.org as well as hvacredu.net. Well, hello everyone! Thank you for joining. Did you know the ESCO HVAC show? Being joined this week by Todd Clerk from hvacredu.net. How's it going, Todd? Howdy. I thought I was going to be running on this one solo because I've got Ty, I've got Daniel, and I got Eugene all down at the symposium down at Brian Orr Symposium in Florida. We had AHR last week, which was insane. A lot of a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so this this kind of segues into what did we find at AHR? Right? We found lots and lots and lots of inverters, lots of A2L. We've seen a lot of communicating equipment. And I always kind of preach about the communicating equipment, and you and I like we have some fun conversations about you know what is happening in the automotive industry, especially when we talk about communication stuff. Right? Indeed. Yeah. You know, automotive. There was a time when every different manufacturer had their own code reader. You, know, you had to plug mm-hmm. in and see what was going on on a 5-volt DC communicating network, by the way, most right. of the time, right? And so when we get into talking about new technology, a lot of us are uncomfortable with communicating equipment. Now, I'm going to break this into two different types of communicating equipment. We're only going to cover one today. Hopefully, we'll get through all of it. I've got a, I've got a ton of stuff for us to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about unitary communicating, and we're going to talk about all of the different manufacturers and how they really are on the same platform and how to test those platforms, how to see when you have problems on a network. And then on another episode, we're going to talk about our, let's call it duckless communicating, our higher DC voltage communicating platform. So, Todd, you spend a lot of time in the BAS side of things, building automations, and you guys have got a great course over at HVACR EDU, and so BAS and our unitary communicating really are very similar.
1: The six one half dozen the other, right? I mean, they're very similar. The way they communicate, it's going to be a DC voltage, right? Usually a five volt DC, very, very, very similar to a pulse width modulation. We may have heard that in the industry, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that, uh, that communication here, we have a, a, a you know, master slave type, uh, application, and this sure. is uh, very similar to the RS 85, our, uh, cabling, um, that we are used to usually a four, four wire lead wire, mm-hmm. and usually two communication and it's two right. or one 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 for voltage for to power yeah. the to the device usually 12 Absolutely. volts maybe sometimes 24 depending on the device exactly and then yeah. a common right to get to get got to make that complete circuit
0: so when we look at that communicating platform this is very important for people to understand that we're going to look at all these different manufacturers and you're going to see a similarity you're going to see in a lot of these a four wire system two that we're going to communicate on and two that we're going to supply power now we do get into some differences in the way we communicate, but it is all very much the same. So if we look at this basic layout of what I what we call an RJ forty five communication, so where we're talking about like Cat six cables or cat. What when we're looking at communication cables, a lot of different industries use a same or similar platform. So even our Ethernet cables, we're using a variable five volt DC. It's typically, it's a 0.25, but it's plus or minus. And I'll show you what that looks like here in just a second, how we get to that. But we've got some supply voltages and we got some communicating voltages. And we're gonna go through all of our manufacturers here. And there are some that are better at giving information into it and then some that are not so todd you want to break down just a little bit about how some of the decoding yeah side
1: so here. we most of us at least in the in the residential or unitary type split systems are custom to 24 volt right yeah. our thermostat when in, in a 24 volt system we have a thermostat in a communicating system it's no longer a thermostat it's now a control or a controller yeah. Yeah. right yeah. and the 24 volt system it's just a fa- or a, the thermostat is just a fancy switch, and it sends. It, it's gonna oh, like a light switch. It's gonna be a light switch, right? Uh, but in this in case, twenty four volts typically, and yes. in doing so, we either tell the heat to come on to come on, or we tell the the compressor to come on. Sometimes, in some cases, two speed, right? We have a two speed compressor, right? It's still not communicating, okay? But when we da- dive down that uh, that communicating, where usually we get that four wire to And two two, uh, Mm -hmm. two, 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 two other uh, 24 volt or 12 volt, depending on the manufacturer, and a common, right? So there's your four. That DC DC voltage is usually five ish volts, and and it'll pulse width, right? So it'll, it'll on, it it exactly the voltage voltage come on for a half a second, millisecond, and go off. And that language or how long it's how long it stays on or off is is interpreted by a language. Actually, a protocol Mm -hmm. and that protocol will speak to that, to that controller or module or the the PC board that is communicating with inputs, outputs, right? We're going to get those signals from thermistors, pressure transducers. It's going to say, Hey, at this pressure, at this temperature, do this, or Hey, do this when you get to these pressures or temperatures or whatever it might be.
0: And we do it in those pulses. And that's the important part to understand. Remember that AC was just a simple command, 24 volt on or off. Well, we're now going to do this in pulses that are going to be on or off. But the amount of time that we are on and the amount of time that we are off are going to be the language that we're speaking. And many of our different manufacturers use different languages. We're really just talking about different spacings within the modulation, right? And we can, yeah, it's all ones and zeros. And we can actually read that. Now, we're not going to go this deep on it. We're not gonna bring it on oscilloscope, although maybe down the road we'll do this so we can actually talk about it a little bit. So if we were to put an oscilloscope on a communicating network, we're actually gonna see our ones and zeros, but we're also gonna see those as a positive reference to ground and as a negative reference to ground. We're actually gonna go both directions because they came from our AC sine wave. So the important thing to remember is all of these DC communicating voltages started with our 24 volt AC power supply. So where do our DC circuits begin? Typically, it starts at our indoor unit. For residential unitary split systems, it starts at our furnace or our air handler where our original power supply was at. So we'll take that AC voltage, we'll turn it into the DC voltage, and then we will start pulsing that thing.
1: Yeah, you may, may mention that, you know, we get that, uh, that transformer of 24 volts from our indoor unit. Uh, do keep in mind, this is unitary, usually a split system. Now, when we, go to, when we do go and talk about ductless split system, then it's coming from the outdoor unit. So just keep that in mind. Everyone's going, hey, time out that that comes from the outdoor unit. Yeah, and a ductless system.
0: Exactly. And our inverters that have a power supply at the outdoor unit, they will yes. typically have their own as well. And we'll, we'll show you a little bit on that what that one is. So for those that are comfortable with the Daikin platform or the earlier Goodman Amana stuff that was using the climate talk platform, let's let's look at this real quick. Remember those four wires, yes, Todd. I do. What we're going to use in this particular platform, we're actually going to use two of those for 24 volts AC. So that that great big colorful screen that we have on our thermostat, right? We still need to light up. If we put batteries in it, we know what's going to happen that. We we had seen that back in the early 2000s when you put batteries in a digital thermostat, you burn them up. So we're actually going to use two of those for 24 volts AC, R and C, just like normal. And that common is actually very important. It is a reference to do you remember what we do with the 24 volt side of the transformer? We ground it, right? So we have to. We have to. So on a grounded transformer, our common is actually connected to ground. This is very important when we start looking at and testing the communication. If we look at this communication, so we're gonna run four wires from the thermostat to the indoor unit. And depending if we're talking about like the fit system uses a uh, electronic expansion valve, we've got a board on that as well. So we're gonna use AC for powering our controls. We're gonna use our communicating the two wires. They're gonna do this on number one and number two. And so they're gonna supply two wires to the outdoor unit. And when we're using a communicating outdoor unit, the board of the outdoor unit actually has a power supply built on it. So we're not going to be connecting R and C, we're just supplying the two wires. But if we have a bad ground within the system, we we can really have some issues. And, and I'll, yes. I'll talk about that here in a minute once we get a little deeper into what's going on with these wires, it'll make so much more sense. So what are we actually doing to get those DC signals? Well, with this particular platform and with many of them, when we take our AC sine wave, We actually, because we have a grounded circuit, we have a reference point. And so now we'll actually utilize the voltages that are above neutral or ground and the voltages below. So we're gonna have one signal that's in positive reference to ground and one signal that is in negative reference to ground. And that is the number one and number two wires. So when we use our circuit to be able to to rectify our AC, we're going to get a DC-looking signal because it's going to be chopped off, and now we're going to do these pulses within it. Think about it as like SOS, you know, inside of that wavelength, right? And
1: that's a great way to explain It, it is your Morse code, right? Oh, it is.
0: Our spacing, our timing is all we're actually doing.
1: And that zero, zero voltage baseline. I don't know if y'all remember, uh, maybe in some of the furnaces you, you plug in and if you, if you have a two prong and you don't have that ground and then all of a sudden your PC board doesn't work, it doesn't like it because it has no reference to ground,
0: no reference point for our voltage. So those two wires have a reference to ground that number one and number two have a reference to ground. And there's a difference between the two of them that we're gonna call the bias. So with with this particular system, this climate talk system that we're using with Daikin and some of the earlier Goodman-Amanna stuff, we are going to be able to measure from ground to number one, and from ground to number two, and get two different voltages. And what a lot of people don't realize is that difference between them, that bias, is actually our bandwidth. So about a year ago, I did a class with um, uh, John Brown over at EWC where we went really deep into this exactly. So if you want to learn more about that on this finished edited video, I'll make sure to put a reference to get back to that one so you can understand what that entire bandwidth looks like, how to set the bias, if your bandwidth's not good, how you adjust that. For today, we're not going to go that deep. I just want you to understand when you're looking at that, we actually have those signals above ground and below ground in in reference, right? Mm -hmm. So some positive, some that are actually negative. So if we were having a problem on a communicating system on the Climate Talk Network, we could actually take our meter and we could measure from common over to number one. And we should be reading a positive 2.8 volts DC. There is a difference when we have an air handler, it only uses three volts DC, and we can actually talk about that if anyone's ever, if they're really interested, I can show you the math on how to figure out the bias on an air handler that's using three volts DC and five volts DC. It's simple, you take the two that are on number one, you add them, divide it by in half. Take the two for number two, add them, divide it in half. And so the difference between those should still be that 0.6 volts DC or greater. Now, if we took our meter and we went from common to number two, we're going to see that we're going to have that 2.2 volts DC. It's a negative, right? So we have a positive and then a negative voltage gives us a bias of 0.6 volts. Here's the thing. If we do not have 0.6 volts DC bias or greater on the Climate Talk Network, you're coming back. (laughs) It's that simple. It really is. You can literally... Measure between number one and number two, and if you have less than 0.6 volts DC on a climate talk network, you do not have a stable bandwidth. You have conductors that are corroded because a mouse has chewed on them. You have conductors that have kinked or broken. You have conductors that are not landed properly on the terminals. You have wire nuts sitting outside from your existing solid wire that got water in them that corroded and no longer allow the communicating voltage because we don't have the amount of current that we had with ac it's very 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 low current so it's super simple to check the bandwidth so if i'm an educator i'm bringing in a new dyke and communicating system i'm connecting it i actually can now show my students how to make sure that my network is good and operating properly if it's not this is where you start you start on the bias voltages so If I am trying to isolate a system, say I've got all these components hooked up. This particular one, I got my thermostat, I got my indoor furnace, I got my cased coil, and I got my outdoor unit. If I am struggling for communication, I just start it. Where would I start, Todd? Where does my DC voltage begin?
1: It's gonna be at the ground. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get a reference point.
0: Got to get a reference point of ground and power at our indoor unit. So, worst case scenario, disconnect all your wiring. Check it, make sure we got our uh, 2.8, 2.2, or our 0.6 bias difference at our indoor unit. It's going to be 1.9 and 1.3 on an air handler, but it's still a 0.6 difference. And then start adding my parts. When I add something on and my voltage bias changes, guess what? 0.6. If it's not, I've just found my my problem. Yes. Now, I will sh- I will talk about one really oddball one that I have found. And after I found it, it made sense. Look at that outdoor unit. I got two wires, right? Going to the outdoor unit. So I'm communicating my DC voltages. So where am I su- where where is my reference point, Todd?
1: From the indoor so- indoor to outdoor?
0: Yeah, there's n- there's no wire. Where would my outdoor unit find as a reference to ground?
1: Well, it is connected to hopefully a disconnect. That disconnect hopefully is grounded. So back to the, got the equipment ground. To back panel. to uh, uh, the panel.
0: Right. Yeah, so I had I had a technician that called me said, hey, I've got good bias voltage at my indoor, at my thermostat, in my EEV, my outdoor unit. I've got some janky voltages and my <laughs> bias is not right. I'm like, well, that's really interesting. Let's check your voltages to ground and check the voltages to ground and they were low at the outdoor unit. So I had him disconnect the wires from the outdoor unit, check the wires going to the outdoor unit. The wires were good. So as soon as we connected it to the outdoor unit, the, the voltage dropped. And I thought, well, maybe it's a board or is there something else? I thought, well, let's go check all of our ground, and we yes. found found a corroded lug inside of the disconnect that had poor connection, so the path could not make it back through the electrical panel to the indoor unit. The reference point was bad. Clean the wire.
1: I've, I've seen on rare occasions, I probably a handful of times, maybe half a dozen times throughout my career, uh, the UFER, the, the 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 residential or even commercial, the UFER. Did they, it got corroded? Got yeah. water on it, and that U for that reference ground, that rod that goes yeah. what six, eight feet in the ground, yeah. was corroded.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Remember on that AC system that was using twenty-four volts AC to run a contactor, it didn't care. It had it had enough AC voltage running to the compressor. It may not have been the safest thing in the world, but it didn't affect the way that our twenty-four volts AC operated contactor. But could absolutely with the communicating system. So I have had incidents where I had bad ground wiring that was not able to be reconnected properly. And so we would simply connect common from the indoor to common of the outdoor. Cannot use R because we yes. already have a power supply at the outdoor unit on those, but we could use common as a backup. Okay, so that's an overview of our Daikin. We learn a lot about what's going on you know, in that one. So let's look at the other networks and see how similar they are. Now, we'll see one in the JCI side. A lot of times you'll see it referenced as Echelon. It really is their communicating system. Yeah, I see two primary connections because they've had a couple different generations of it, right? So you'll see one that is labeled ARCB, primarily using green, red, black, and blue or white wires. And then you can also see a variation of that that is just common B and A. And I, I like finding this one in their service manuals. Remember, almost all of this comes right out of the service manuals. It's not like hidden stuff. It, you, yeah. you have to read it to find it <laughs> but it's, but it's in there. You have and to read? You have to read, right? right. That ground rod is absolutely, I and mean, we get got places out west that don't have ground rods. They have you know ground arrays where they have shallow, wide grounding. But it is absolutely in a dry condition, and it becomes less of a conductor. So it's very important to understand that that ground is part of our communicating network. We, d- we didn't think about that before, but it is now. So let's look at this JCI one and we'll see that either way you look at it, we've still got a common. We have A, which is our positive reference, and B, which is a negative reference. If we go back to the other diagram, which is their newer design, we still have R. <laughs> we still have common. It just have B on the end and A on the end.
1: You got what? A- are A positive yeah. and B negative. Gee, yeah. I wonder which one those are without even referencing what A and B are.
0: <laughs> Isn't it? that? It's amazing when you look at this from the perspective, because remember, a, a lot of us, I would say most of us educators, we're technicians out in the field, many of which never worked on communicating systems. And so sometimes we're a little leery to bring communicating systems into the classroom because we don't completely understand them. Well, you get done with this class, you're gonna go, that, that's all? Br- bring it on because I've got this, this, this all
1: makes Everyone's really doing this and they're just saying it's different. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> it's just a different, diff- it just matters a different protocol, a different language. Exactly. But it's being delivered to one piece or one controller, or the outdoor, the unitary devices in a, in the same way, just a different language. It's different
0: language. Now I will say that I cannot speak for the bias voltage between one and two for the rest of the manufacturers. I know the climate talk pretty well, and there's a lot of training material for that. So if there's anyone out there that has tested the bias voltages and know more about the bias voltages between different manufacturers, I'd love for you to hop on because that's a piece that not every manufacturer likes for you to to
1: disclose either.
0: disclose, right. So I'm I'm curious myself, but I mean, I've got my own ideas. Um, So, but let's talk about how do you check these, okay? So if we're talking about this particular network, so with this particular one, so if if you think there's a communication issue, uh, you're being told in the service manual to isolate A plus and B negative, right? And then measure the A plus and B terminals to, what? Common.
1: common. <laughs> to reference common. point.
0: Back to our reference point of common once again. And so this particular one is done a little bit different because they are utilizing voltages at each different part. And so they're saying, all right, let's just make sure that if we're going from A to C isolated, that we're going to have 3.2 volts and B to C is going to be less than a volt DC. Right. It's really communicating positive from A to common. At the indoor unit, we're checking A to common. We're checking B to common. Outdoor unit, A to common and B to common. And if you look at it, it's simply stating we've got a 3 volt DC power supply on these instead of a 5 volt DC power supply.
1: And each manufacturer will be different.
0: That's right. But it goes we, back
1: to that protocol language.
0: It does. How do we check them? We simply open up the service manual and verify the voltage. You're going to find that some of these look um, really similar to each other. When <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we get into it. All right. So let's take a look at the infinity line. You know, most people are comfortable with infinity. You know, I have a lot of people go, man, I, I really struggle with my communication line, especially if I get into zone systems. And I'm like, well, let's just understand what we're doing on that zone system. Let's look at the entire system. What is infinity? Uh, it's four wires, okay, and they are going to be labeled A, B, C, and D. Now, uh, if if I were just a a guessing guy, Todd, and I didn't if I didn't go into the next slide, we're getting ready to look at. I might look at that and go, "Hmm, I got two wires going to my outdoor unit. I wonder what's on those two wires."
1: <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Well, might- if, we, if if it's the outdoor unit, it probably has its own. If it's communicating, it, it probably communicating. has its own transformer.
0: Yeah, right. Well, cars- we aren't
1: going to have. Co- we usually don't have common hooked up, right? Mm, and we rarely need- ever, yeah, right. unless we have a problem like you you described. Exactly. We're not going to have R hooked up, right? So the only other two wires there, in this That's case, fine. green and yellow. It's it's one's got to be one one's got to be a positive dc and one's got to like be a negative know? dc
0: all right and then from my indoor unit to my thermostat or whatever i've got i got four wires so let's take a look and see what those actually are well at there so you got to break it down a little bit different from this manufacturer but it let's start at the very bottom and let, either one let, let's just start at the top okay. and in, if we go from c to d well that looks that looks awfully hot to me.
1: That looks awfully familiar.
0: That looks like an R to me, <laughs> and they're all in reference. A, B, and C are in reference to C. A and B are both common. in reference to C, and D is in reference to C, so C must be common. So C is actually common, and D is actually 24 volts hot, and A to common, I'm going to have a 3-volt DC signal, and... B to common. I'm going to have that 0.1 0.3 volts. DC.
1: And of course, that little tilde is approximately three volts, approximately 0.01 volts. Exactly.
0: And so they are showing you to reference it a little bit differently. They're saying, hey, on the top reading with the with a board power applied. So I got power going to the board, but no mm-hmm. units connected. This is the voltage you're going to see coming from the indoor unit. And then once I connect things, I'm going to see. A change in voltage and I'm gonna see it moving between two point five and three point nine volts DC. And so that is how you test that communicating network on our infinity system. Let's just and, keep
1: going. and anything outside those parameters, we got a problem.
0: You got a problem between them. You know if and I look could that, and,
1: it, and it's usually typically yeah. your wiring. Absolutely. It's usually not the controller, it's usually not the board.
0: Yep. The, the only thing that I don't see in many of these, except for the very first one, is measured between A and B, which that would be our bias voltage.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I, I need to round up some is what I need to do. I, I, yes. I, need, to, I need to get in some of my, my friends' labs and go, all right, uh, what, what's the bias voltage on every one of these manufacturers? Because i got a feeling they all operate under the same principle, that if I have a certain bias, then if it's below this, I can't communicate well.
1: So what are we looking at here?
0: All right, let's take a look at Linux High Comfort System, right? Mm-hmm. Woo! I like those. Good pieces of equipment. What do they do? Wow. They they get kind of crazy with the wiring diagrams. Let's stare at this for a minute and go, man, am I really going to work on this thing? Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> let's, let's break it down a little bit simpler. We can look at this one or we can look at the one after it from another piece, and it sometimes makes it a little easier to understand what those four are doing. All right. Let's start at the indoor unit, Todd.
1: All right, let's go to the indoor unit. And right. interesting that everything is tied back to the indoor unit on these unitary. Yeah. yeah. It'll be completely opposite when we get to the, our ductless. The
0: ductless, absolutely. But all of our unitary, our primary DC voltage is coming from that indoor control board. Yes. So let's look at this indoor control board. This one's using a smart hub because it's connecting another component to it. But we can even talk about the smart hub if we needed to. But what do you see at that indoor unit? What are... You see got, four wires,
1: yeah. I do. I got a R, a forget, I don't see at a common. So the R and mm-hmm. the common I imagine be 24 volts. And the one in the two in the middle, I see a negative and a positive. I can't read what they I, are. I they call uh, it I, but it's okay, I positive I. and I negative. So there you go. And I wonder which what those are. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> so as elusive as these may seem, they're really not. One difference that we do see with this particular brand is. We may not be using that that 24 volt AC all the time. We might have a 12 volt DC. So if we hop over to the smart hub up here, when we get to our smart hub, we originated gotcha. with 24 volts AC and our two communicating. When we go out of our smart hub, we're actually going to now start using a DC voltage to work with, but we still have our A and B or positive and <laughs> So let's jump over to some of our ICP products, right? Gee, I
1: wonder to, if this is going to be similar to Carrier. Uh,
0: kind of looks a little similar. Now, they've had two different generations, too, though. So you're going to see Observer. You're going to see ION. And I'm yeah. going to show you a couple different wiring diagrams. But let's break it down, right? Let's put it into perspective. Looks pretty similar. What do you see there, Todd?
1: Yeah, DX positive or DX negative. I wonder right. which ones those are. <laughs> and, data?
0: Right. in our indoor unit, it might call them A, B, C, and D, but then all we've got to do is we've got to look at the wall controller or we look at the outdoor unit and we see exactly what those things are. Yep. So I see 24 volt hot between common and D or yep. R. And then I see a negative communicating signal on B or DX negative and a positive on A. Okay. Looks pretty dang familiar. I wonder if we can check this one. Well. Why not? look at that? <laughs> and so and
1: geez, now, doesn't that look similar to? What, I'm not here even going to
0: go there. Wait, wait, wait. We named through. I wonder why. I well, we're just saying that their their training material, on their slides look similar. Okay. That's all. That's all we'll say.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, dx negative to common. That that is common. Uh, common to our twenty four volts. So we're just on three volt DC. We're going to see three volts on both of them, and if we don't, we got to disconnect. And we got to start seeing where we're losing it. So the best way on any communicating system, disconnect your control wires, start at that indoor unit, verify you got good voltage coming from it, and then start adding them one at a time. Let's look at comfort sync. All right, let's look at something. Do you think this
1: might look similar to Linux.
0: Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing common, I'm seeing R, I'm seeing positive, and I'm seeing negative again.
1: And hey, look at our pseudo uh, cable with uh, mm-hmm. our, our typical 18 gauge, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So if it's a non-communicating wire, we got communicating existing wires. Boom. We're going to tie those together, and then we're going to check our voltages. Right. So it's the service instructions are a tad bit different.
1: They're a bit different. But
0: you know, this is because of the communicating platform that they're using. What we're checking changes. How we check it never actually changes so we we know that it's a five volt dc system right so we can now check the pin one to pin two we should have 4.5 to 5.5 volts dc when it's not communicating so when it's sitting there idle pin three to pin two should read 4.5 to 5.5 when it's not communicating and then pin two to pin four should read 4.5 to 5.5 volts dc
1: geez they all look like four and a half to five and a half (laughs)
0: I'm telling you. That's why I like doing this class. Because when you go through it all and you go, "Oh. Really? Oh, this all makes sense now."
1: One one last thing I'll put in there is that communication systems are here to stay.
0: They are. And we're gonna more, going to be not going and more and more and hopefully we'll end up persuading a common common language, community. common common protocol common platform. <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, always fun hanging out with you, my friend. I just I love these conversations, and you know it's uh, it's just about bringing quality education to the industry. So
1: yeah. And one final, as yeah. before we say goodbye. Yeah. Happy birthday to my best friend, Clifton. <laughs>
0: you,
1: you know All what? Right.
0: I, was, I was I had people saying what, what 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 kind of glitter yeah. you wearing today, and I was like, I don't want to do this the whole time, but.
1: How come you don't have your your uh your get up from, from uh, uh from AHR?
0: We just picked it up from the dry cleaner, so prepared uh, for our conference. There you go. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We'll see you all next week on Did You Know,
1: the Esco H Fact Show. Bye. Goodbye now.